Some people in life are just natural servants. I, I am married to someone like this who, if I say anything about something needs to be done, she immediately offers to help me. It happened last night. We're on the sofa, and um, I said, well, it's time to play Wordle. And she said, I'll go get your iPad. I said, thank you. It's right there. <laughs> and she stopped. She had already started to get up. Uh, she's just a servant. And it's a wonderful thing. I don't ever want to take advantage of it, nor do I want to take uh, that gift uh, for granted. I'm John Fuller, along with our Vice President of Parenting, Danny Huerta, and we're coming back to a conversation about the love languages. Now, Jim and Jean Daly spoke with Dr. Gary Chapman, who wrote about the love languages, and uh, previously they discussed the love languages of words of affirmation and then quality time and gifts. Today they're going to consider acts of service. Gary, let's go to the last one, and we have a few more questions for you here, but uh, that idea of acts of service, uh, most moms probably feel, and I'll get your affirmation on this, Gene, that they serve their kids all day long. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. So how how do you differentiate between this love language and just the normal, I'm taking care of everything here? (laughs) Yeah. Well, I do think that we are forced as parents to speak this love language from the moment they're born. Which is a good way to look at it, actually. Yeah, 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 a healthy way. They can't do anything. We put the food in, we take the food out. I mean, we (laughs) we got to do it all, you know. And so, in those early years, we're doing for them things they cannot do for themselves. But another part of this love language is teaching them how to do things for themselves, and this Mm -hmm. takes more time and energy. A six-year-old can make up their own bed, but they have to be taught, and it takes time to do that. Uh, we mentioned this earlier. Teaching them how to cook a meal is a far more expression of love than cooking the meal for them. Right. Because you're preparing them for life. Yeah. Our granddaughter could cook a full meal when she was 14 years old. Her father, who's the cook in the house, taught her how, <laughs> how, to, how to cook a meal, and she loves it. She makes her own birthday cakes, you know. Wow. She just loves it. and But she had that interest in that, and she wanted to learn that. So I've sometimes said to parents, Think along these lines. What would you like your child to be able to do by the time they're 18 years old? Why don't you make a list? And let the, let the teenagers, let them help you make a list. What would they like to know how to do by the time they're 18 oh, years old? That's good. And let that be a guideline in terms of how you can speak the language acts of service. And this is good whether this is their primary language or not. Because at 18, they're going, in our culture, they're going off to university, going to join the military, going to get a job, we hope. You know? right. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so they need to be prepared. Yeah. And so this is one of the aspects of speaking this language that's super, super helpful to every child. Yeah, I, I, I was thinking it more externally to the home, like going and volunteering at a soup kitchen, doing things like that, which also applies there. Yeah. But, Gene, I hadn't thought about it. I mean, at 10, you had the boys doing laundry. Huh. That was pretty yeah. good. Yeah. I always I thought, did. wow, that yeah, was, you were good with that. That was one thing yeah. I did, yeah. right? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, it's true, though. And they were. Now, getting, I don't know how many pink T-shirts right, we ended up right. with. Right, Again, you know, the parents can do everything better than the kids, yeah. and it does take more time and energy yeah. In the to beginning. teach them. Yeah. Yeah. But it is important, yes, to look at the end game. Yeah. What do you want your child to be able to do as an adult? Gary, where do we, how do we set that boundary as a parent not to overindulge our kids' needs in that way? Like, you know, there are some people we know that they're 17 and mom is still doing everything. Yeah. 
how first, I guess, how do we realize that's not healthy? Yeah. And we've got to create the list, I guess. You yeah. partially answered it there. Yeah. But what if you're getting pleasure, mm. you're deriving yeah. uh, identity and self-worth out of taking care of these kids, and you're taking care of them at 17 like you did at 5? Yeah. I think you have to realize what's going to happen when they're 18 and they go off to university. That kind of sobers you up because right. you recognize... There are some things I need to teach these kids, you know. I think, first of all, as they're younger, we play to their interest. If they're interested in learning to cook, fine. If they're interested in sports, fine. Whatever, you know, whatever we can do. But we want to teach them with their interests. But later on, we want to be thinking strategically in terms of what is going to serve them well when they get to be an adult. And even if they're not interested, we at least want to get them exposed to whatever that topic may be. Now, that is so good. We all have to be responsible, and uh, we have to treat each other well, regardless of what our love languages are. Danny, there might be a parent who is thinking, well, I'm, I've tried to give my kids chores. They're not motivated. Now they're a teenager. They're still not motivated. What love language can I deploy to help them get motivated? <laughs> <laughs> what an important question, though. This is an, an angst for parents, a frustration, really a, a, a big challenge in, in many homes. And Really, what I'd say is parents just don't give up. Uh, it's so important for kids to learn what motivation's all about. Maybe you need to engage them a little further on the why behind the, the, what you're asking them to do. Why would they have chores? How does this help the home and the functioning of the home? And what are some of the things that they would love to serve through and with? And even though they're not motivated, just be persistent and consistent because some of that shifts over time. And it depends on experiences they have at school, if they see a friend that's doing well with chores. You never know what's going to shift that. But be patient with it. It's a long game, Mm -hmm. as Gary was mentioning. This is not just a one and done. You want to lean in and talk about the importance of chores and how that contributes to the functioning of the home. And then think about how does this play out in their adulthood as they're learning to serve their own family, as they learn maturity, And uh, if you really get stuck and there's a lot of conflict on this and it's getting explosive, maybe it's time to visit with a counselor. Mm. I appreciate the perspective you're giving there because I would say uh, my kids will all serve well. They they know how to read the situation and step up and serve other people. Uh, A couple of them are wired to be servants, though, kind of as we talked Mm -hmm. earlier. And so they don't have to have any coaching. And um, time, though, helps you see how your child's wired, what those gifts are, and and how best to serve them if acts of service is actually one of their love languages. Well, learn more about your child's love language and how to more effectively communicate love to your son or daughter. Get a copy of the book by Dr. Gary Chapman, The Five Love Languages of Children. We have copies of that here at the ministry, and uh, we would invite your participation in what we do here at Focus on the Family to encourage and equip parents. Uh, Make a donation today, either a monthly pledge or a one-time gift of any amount. And when you do, request the book. The link and details are in the show notes. And John, we've created a parent's guide to Valentine's Day for kids. Valentine's Day is coming up. It is, Speaking yeah. of acts of service and love languages, and uh, we, we've uh, created this specifically for parents to engage in the topic of love and Valentine's Day and how that plays out. Excellent. Home. Well, details are in the show notes for that. It's timely. It's free. Uh, stop by the show notes for all the details. Kay Wyma joins us next time. She'll share about teaching your kids to persevere even after they fail or fall. I'm John Fuller, and for Dr. Danny Huerta and our entire team here, 
Thanks for joining us today for the Focus on the Family Parenting Podcast. 